Hey, yo, ladies, gentlemen, fellas, 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 the end of week nine is approaching. The final thoughts video right here going to sum up every single position besides defenses. Eh, boring, right? Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. There's your smacks. Let's do it. Let's talk about this. A lot of stuff's happening. Aaron Rodgers ain't playing this week. Odell Beckham might not be playing this week. Henry Ruggs never playing again in a tragic incident. We talked about that on another show. Do not, do not, do not, do not. We'll say it again. Drink and drive. Uber. Anything. Call your long-lost distant friend or relative. I'm sure they will help you in this day and age. All right. So, lots of things are changing right now. So, let's talk about this from a betting, a props, and, of course, a DFS standpoint. Let's try and make this now three weeks in a row of profiting some large sums of money here on the channel and in the Discord. And what we will do to do that is start with, to do that, to, 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 to do that, was start with the quarterback position. Little subscribe button right there. A lot of people are going to watch this. A lot of people right now, about 35% are not subscribed to this YouTube channel over the past month that's watching. Double check to make sure you are. I'm sure it's not on purpose. Just double check. It is what allows me, allows me to wear these ridiculous shirts that I think are nice. It allows me to get whatever we got going on in terms of this here YouTube channel going. So thank you. I appreciate that. Let's slide on a late night into the quarterback position. If you watch the Top Stacks video that released on Thursday morning, a lot of this is going to remain similar as of this recording in terms of my quarterback interests. I don't play cash games. I play GPPs, as I would recommend many people do. I would not recommend people play cash games, but again, it's all up to you. So when it comes down to my interest, it's going to be positions and places where there are high team totals, opportunities for lots of touchdowns, and opportunities in high passing offenses where you're going to have a quarterback correlating with some solid pass catchers the salaries make sense right certain situations for single and double stacks so you start here with my yeses josh allen's mahomes and dak prescott now i have five other guys that i think are in play but might not fall into play or get as much of them now between josh allen's and mahomes it's going to be the two best plays in my opinion i know that they are very expensive i know that josh allen's almost four thousand dollars more than jordan love who i'm sure will be six or seven or eight percent owned wrongfully this week in a lot of gpps but josh allen at 8200 highest team total on the slate at 31 and a half track the status of cole beasley i think that emmanuel sanders makes for a great gpp play as he went from a guy in the first four weeks that was smashing every single week with touchdowns and these deep targets to now the deep targets are still there just not connecting fifty six hundred dollars is a little bit price restricted for many but i think he'll be low owned obviously love steph Diggs there in that matchup jacksonville though do you run back the jacksonville stacks i think you do i think if james robinson plays you definitely have a run back there dan arnold marvin jones i think there's definite run back options even jamal agnew is going to be in my groups but patrick mahomes seventy eight hundred dollars there's no more aaron Rodgers on the opposite side of this one still a 28 team implied total this offense is struggling they are taking the check down passes more though when they're facing too high man more than anybody else in the league now so that's why you see tyree kill having in 15 receptions almost right in these games on underneath passes that's why you see daryl williams having a lot of yards overall they're not taking or they are taking these checkdowns they're actually struggling not having sammy Watkins, believe it or not and having to rely on demarcus robinson and byron pringle guys who do not win off the line of scrimmage like sammy Watkins did on those underneath routes and travis kelsey is just well he's not performing right now so there are ways that this patrick mahomes thing goes wrong like they're using mccall Harmon on underneath routes right now so i kind of just want to lean to single stacks with tyree kill because he's getting all of the target share at this point run it back on green Green Bay with whoever you want between Adams and Jones. I think both are still fine. But Mahomes is probably my second. Right there, 1A, 1B in terms of interest as of right now. Dak Prescott has jumped into this group because they have a 30 implied team total, depending on where you look, 29 and a half. A 30 implied team total or so. Dak Prescott 
is relatively affordable at 6900 Amari Cooper's cheap at 5700 CeeDee Lamb's a fair price point, right? You have Gallup potentially returning at 3900 You have the cheap stacking options for an offense that sure has wanted to run the ball this year. And now they get a Denver run defense that is not great against the run. Just lost Von Miller, by the way. So it's not already great against the run, but it's terrible in the secondary. So if we can just assume that we can get in this game, not the 25 passing attempt games, but the 30 to 35 passing attempt game from Dak Prescott with a total projecting up for over four touchdowns, it looks good. And there are clear runback options. Jerry Judy has now ran like 47 rounds on the year and has 11 targets. He's only 5K flat. You're going to get lower ownership, even though the price point is dropping on Sutton because he did not come through at all last week for people. But going to have to face who many believe is the defensive rookie of the year or defensive player of the year, second year player, Trevion Diggs. But there's still some nice runback options there. And now you get into this range of a lot of guys we have to dissect. Jordan Love is going to be a big question this week. Everything for Jordan Love looks absolutely terrible, except the price point. What does that mean? Well, coming in on a short week, right? Making your first NFL career start against a a not good defense, not at all good defense, but better secondary than their running game, that's for sure. Your offense already plays at a slow pace, and last week when they had Aaron Rodgers was heavily relying on the running game. I get it, the quarter, the wide receivers weren't there, but this is a team that wants to run the ball. AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, those guys are probably in this game, if I had to guess, going to combine for close to 40 rushing attempts. This team wants to slow the pace of play down. Aaron Rodgers this year, Aaron Rodgers is not playing in games where he's going for 300 yards, only once this year. This offense is completely fine handing it off 35 times in a game to their running backs. Even Kylan Hill gets some work when he was healthy. And Aaron Rodgers throws for 230 yards and two touchdowns. Now, Jordan Love has some mobility, more than Aaron Rodgers, but it's not elite mobility. So if you give those 230 yards and two touchdowns to Love, he's got 16 points, a couple of rushing yards. He's got 18 fantasy points for you. I think that's the day you're looking at from Jordan Love. Is that 18, is it worth going down to 4,400, saving three grand on Patrick Mahomes or 3,500 on Josh Allen? That's the big question mark today because everything else a 20 implied team total on the road in your first career start in a short week finding out you're the starter is a terrible situation and your offense doesn't want to throw the ball a lot so what i think it comes down to here is what do you get with that remaining salary of course right that extra three thirty five hundred dollars is a lot it gets you up from two mid-range receivers to two more stud receivers right it does a lot for you but it also relies on those stud receivers and jordan love coming through for you it's going to come down to the ownership i currently have jordan love projecting out on patreon get in down below right now if you want access to ownership projections projections uh, optimizers, discord, rankings, all this other stuff, and a whole lot more game by game matchup notes help you out for any DFS site, betting, player props, all that. We have a player props, all that, projections, all that down below on Patreon. But I have Jordan Love currently projecting out for about 7% ownership. Now we'll see where that number comes in over the weekend. We'll talk about it on the Sunday live show. You can see it out on Patreon. But if that number stays above 5%, I'm just not going to play him because everybody else is already taking into the risk and already assuming and going to have very similar lineups to Jordan Love, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, and continue to go from there. If I'm playing Jordan Love and you want to play him, you want to stack him, I'm only single stacking with Devontae Adams. I get a run back on KC, but I'm not stacking him at MVS, Lazard, any of that. So Jordan Love, I think he's a very interesting topping this week because of his price tag. If you're playing cash, just play Jordan Love in cash. If you're playing very small field single entries, like less than 100 people, maybe less than 200, I think you can get away with Jordan Love in those situations, but just keep in mind, there's a real chance that Jordan Love throws for 180 yards, one touchdown, has 17 rushing yards. He's got you 10 or 12 points. I think he is a solid play in cash. I think he is a good play in small field single entry. Other than that, though, I'd rather go to other spots where correlation is going to be better. Lamar Jackson is a great cash play as well, but this Jordan Love and Taysom Hill being active makes it a little bit different. I think Lamar is probably one of the best stacks on the slate after those top names that we talked about. I, I prefer to single stack it probably with a Hollywood Brown or a Mark Andrews primarily run it back. Justin Jefferson is going to be very low on Herbert. Jalen Hurts, even Derek Carr is interesting this week, but probably will get 1%, probably 0%. Hurts and Herbert, tough guys to 
uh, kind of separate, I would say, at this point when you're getting so much ownership to other players at the quarterback position. Just know that both are in play. I would prefer Herbert because we've just seen it work out more. There's double stacks that can work out there. Hertz is going to be mainly a single stack guy for me with a Dallas Goddard or a uh, Devonta Smith, and even that's not going to look as good compared to his matchup. But that should be a good game environment in general that I think goes over notice now because this Packers Green Bay one is still going to have different elements now with Jordan Love, but it's going to have ownership. Josh Allen's definitely going to get ownership. Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson definitely going to get ownership. I think Herbert and Jalen Hurts, that Herbert stacks is going to probably be one of the better leverage stacks on the slate this week. So there's your quarterback breakdown in depth. Again, a lot of loaded stuff going on this week. We didn't even talk about Taysom Hill because he's just not even in play at this point. He's never in play in GBPs because he doesn't stack. They're going to run the ball a ton. And now in cash games, you just have a cheaper option for $1,100 less in Jordan Love, who even if he projects out for a point or two less, it's going to be that $1,100 that gets you up to most, so much secure options, especially at the wide receiver position this week when you can just punt tight end. It's like the week to punt tight ends. And we'll get to that when we get to that. And as we slide on a late night into the running backs, I want to let you know about some of the props that I've taken this week. All of them are out on Twitter. Again, you should use the code Sal for a free bet up to $100. Whether it's on underdog, whether it's on price picks, both sites, you get a free bet up to $100. Right now, I have a ton of already in action. If you want to just talk about a, a quick two-man prop right here, Zach Moss under 13 fantasy points has only gone over this number once, I believe, since week two. So we're going to be taking the under there. I have him for like 10.8 points. Kyle Pitts over 12 and a half fantasy points. Kyle Pitts, tough matchup. He might see some Moss on Lattimore after seeing Stefan Gilmore last week. Kyle Pitts, though, still no Calvin Ridley. Kyle Pitts, though, is still the number one option in this offense. I'm for 15.2 points. We take the over Kyle Pitts, the under on Zach Moss. We combine those together with $100. We're trying to win $300 on this entry. The code Sal, you can get a free bet. You can put 100 on this one. You can put 100 on anything else you want. Use my projections, whatever it might be. Free bet up to $100. And on underdog, the exact same thing. Compare your lines. Find the better lines. There are better lines this week on the unders on DJ Moore and Alvin Kamara's total yards on underdog compared to prize picks. So that's why you should have both accessible to you. Again, code Sal on either site. Same offer. Free bet up to 100 bucks. DJ Moore under 79 and a half receiving yards. And Alvin Kamara under 111.5 total rushing and receiving. You will usually find better under opportunities on underdog, no pun intended, and better over opportunities on prize picks. That's just the way that they end up setting their lines out there. We'll have more props on Twitter. We already do. And a whole lot more throughout the week. So again, you can use that code Sal on either site for free simple f-r-e-e bet up to a hundred dollars take advantage of it while the offer lasts to the running back position we go and actually i worked hard this week to get the running back position uh, compressed down same thing with the wide receiver position the guys up top are guys you saw in the values video they look good mccaffrey is still not practicing as of wednesday i'm recording this on thursday morning we'll see what happens there he might not play if he doesn't play oh i hold do i definitely like chuba hubbard who's had 17 plus opportunities in four straight weeks 20 plus carries in two out of the last four weeks and he's a decent price tag so chuba hubbard would just take the spot of mccaffrey McCaffrey is a yes here, even in a lower total game because of the opportunities that he's getting against the New England run defense that is not that great. New England's run defense so far this season is going to end up ranking number 22 in the NFL. They're a decent tackling unit though. Now you get Austin Eckler on here. It's tough. I would say you're going to have expensive quarterbacks that look appealing this week. You're going to have very cheap wide receivers. There's a lot of cheap wide receivers now, very cheap tight ends. So running back, it's going to be pretty easy to get to the 7K range. So Austin Eckler at $7,900, it's tough to want to play that sticker like price tag on him, but you start to look into the numbers and see that he's scoring 23 plus fantasy points in five out of seven games, that he has a positive 50% run blocking advantage against Philadelphia, who ranks bottom five in the NFL in stopping the run this year. So Austin Eckler, yes, it's going to continue to look good for him. Currently, Philadelphia on this slate allows the most points to the running back position per game. You take these six targets per game that Austin Eckler is getting, and it just continues to pile onto his projection. I currently have him projecting out as my highest projected running back this week at 19.5. 
five fantasy points. Aaron Jones, I don't care if Jordan Love's in there. I think it leads to more usage for Aaron Jones, less red zone usage, but still a very solid matchup for Aaron Jones, who currently this week is going to face the number 32. That is dead last. There are 32 teams in the NFL, number 32 ranked run defense of Kansas City. Aaron Jones is going to come into this game and likely find himself seeing somewhere around 18 to 20 opportunities. I had Aaron Jones projecting out as the number one value play before the Aaron Rodgers news. He's no longer my number one value play. He's jumped down to number three. He'll be number two if James Robinson misses. We're about to get to my number one running back play on the slate, but Aaron Jones looks good. My number one running back play on the slate is Ezekiel Elliott. So here's the thing with Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is going to be a fantastic play this week. I'm not putting him in groups with Dak Prescott. That's just the way I run this. If you're playing Dak Prescott, I'm not playing Zeke. If you're playing Zeke, I'm not playing Dak Prescott. I think Zeke's going to be decently owned. I have him coming in at 15% ownership, but I have him for 18.6 fantasy points. He is facing a Denver run defense this year. That is not good. This is not the old Denver run defense. And now they're losing Von Miller, who's obviously a pass rusher, but somebody on the defensive line. Now there'll be a backup in there. Let's experience. He has a positive 63% run blocking advantage against this Denver unit that ranks bottom eight in the NFL and yards allowed per contact. Ezekiel Elliott has been fantastic this season behind what is right now the number two run blocking offensive line. And oh yeah, he has a 30 implied team total. And oh yeah, he's a nine and a half point favorite. This is the best run environment for maybe one of the top one or two teams on the entire slate. It's going to be very good for Zeke. I think he's the top running back play on the entire week now. James Robinson and Chase Edmonds. Edmonds, if you're looking for cheap stuff in large field GPPs only, I don't think you have to force that anywhere else. You should only really expect 12 to 15 touches out of Edmonds. You should expect close to half of those being from the receiving game in terms of targets and opportunities. He projects out nicely, but I prefer all the wide receivers at his price range, like a bunch of them. Jerry Judy and Snacks, Devontae Parker as a one-off, right? Things like that. James Robinson looks good. He has a tough matchup, only a 17 implied total, but again, he's going to run a lot of routes if he's in. They're trending, depending on who you ask, James Robinson's not going to play or he is going to play. So if James Robinson is in at that price tag, I think he is the best $6,000 running back. Other than that, though, this 7K range is where I want to live. Eckler, Aaron Jones, and Elliott McCaffrey if he plays but those three guys if there's no McCaffrey or Robinson are probably where a lot of my exposure is going to get to and then the remainder of the exposure will just kind of be whoever else is left over guys in stacks so I don't expect to get to a lot of Kamara this week I don't expect him to be highly owned though so there'll be some leverage there but I also don't think that you're going to see a lot of ownership on McCaffrey so that's where I'll slide to Dalvin Cook I think is a good run back if you're playing those one single stacks with Lamar Jackson I prefer Jefferson though Mixon Saquon Saquon's on the COVID list now he would have been a yes but it's a murky status I don't expect him to play uh, he's not likely to play at this point out of all these guys that are remaining on this list, the Nick Chubbs, the Josh Jacobs, the Daryl Williams, out of all these guys, I think Daryl Williams, he's the cheapest, and I think he's also my favorite, because you're seeing all these teams play two high safeties, which the Packers are probably going to do, they've done it so far this year to a lot of teams, against the Chiefs, and what happened last week, it was check down City, check down City to Tyree Kill, to McCole Harmon, and oh yeah, Daryl Williams, who, oh, but what about Derek Gore, they're not trusting him in the second half, right, he's a young player, they're not trusting him, an inexperienced player, they trusted Daryl Williams in the second half, because of pass protection, Daryl Williams played 64% of the snaps, which is by far the leading running back on this team yet you might get Frank Gore seeing six to eight carries maybe he sees a goal line carry which would stink but if you're going to be getting the six to eight targets out of Daryl Williams that feels really good so Daryl Williams is probably my favorite remaining guy who's maybe not the most elite play in the slate but looks very solid again Chuba Hubbard would take the reins is probably my favorite overall six thousand dollar play at 6100 if McCaffrey was indeed ruled out so now Let's slide into the wide receiver position. As we slide into the wide receiver position right up here, there's going to be a like button. Take two seconds of your time and let me know in the comment section down below. Who is your favorite wide receiver play in the slate? 
factoring in everything. I don't even care. Who is your favorite play? It doesn't have to be for value. Your favorite overall play. You're starting the lineup right now. Who is it? Is it because of stacks? Let me know. Is it because of just their price tag? Is it because of somebody being ruled out? Let me know in the comments down below. Share it. Let's have a conversation down there. So to the wide receiver position we go, we don't got Cooper Cup, and it's kind of a nice thing that we don't have Cooper Cup. I still like Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams' projection, it doesn't change that much. Some people might think I'm crazy. It doesn't change that much without Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, has he's been playing fine. He's been very much a great game manager this year. He can make some insane throws. He obviously has an insane chemistry with Devontae Adams that they can read each other's minds. So that should affect some things. But at the end of the day, the scheme production, the fact that Devonta Adams is going to get open against anybody he wants, Jordan Love just has to hit open throws, right? There's going to be some timing elements to it that are going to not be there as much, but that's going to be offset by the fact that Matt LaFleur knows he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers out there, and he has Jordan Love, and he's not going to have as many timing routes out there, right? He's going to have scheme production open, whether that be quicker slants, whether that be double moves where he knows Devonta is going to get open, whether that just means wide receiver screens to Devonta Adams. When Aaron Rodgers is out, you rely on your studs more, right? You rely on your Aaron Jones and your Devonta Adams, and Adams is basically a quarterback at the wide receiver position. So his projection for me, it didn't even drop a whole point. You might think I'm, you might think I'm crazy for that, but the ownership is going to drop the overall projection is going to stay relatively the same, which I think Devontae Adams is actually now a better play for GPP DFS purposes now than when Aaron Rodgers was playing because he was going to have higher ownership at a similar projection. Now he'll become not low owned, but instead of 20%, 22% ownership, maybe 15% more of a leverage play now. After that, it's Steph Diggs in here as a yes, mainly because of stacking reasons. Everything I said about Josh Allen, same thing for Steph Diggs. He's going to correlate nicely at a fair price point. Brandon Cooks is becoming a little bit pricey here. Maybe a yes is a little bit of an overstatement, but he just projects out so nicely for me against Miami, whose entire defense at this point is just struggling. Even though he might have a tougher individual matchup, I think Brandon Cooks is still going to have a nice spot here, especially if he sees a lot of Byron Jones will definitely have a nice spot. They move him across the field a ton, seeing an average up the target of over 12 yards and 8.6 targets per game. I have Sutton on a yeses here. You'll probably see Jerry Judy as a maybe. He should be a yes as well, mainly just because of runbacks. I might only get like 10% Sutton, 8% Judy. So yes is a little bit of an overstatement, but it's just trying to emphasize the fact that Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, these guys on the outside that are going to be taking shots against Dallas and probably catch up mode as they are almost 10 point underdogs. If Teddy Bridgewater is throwing 40 times in this game and you're getting close to 10 targets for both of those guys, I want to take stabs at that on runbacks of these Dallas and Dak. Prescott and Amari and CeeDee Lamb stacks. And that is what that is going to give you, especially now that they're below $6,000, both Sutton and Judy. The Amari Cooper, that's mainly a price play. I think he's going to be a little bit over-owned, which might make CeeDee Lamb more of a leverage play in single stacks with Dak this week. But the price, even though it's going to make him pick up more ownership, I currently have Amari Cooper rolling in with 12% ownership. It's not that insane right now. 12% is honestly just slightly above average. I would say like 8% is average at the wide receiver position. You start to get highly owned when you're 15-plus percent owned. Like Adams will be 15-16% owned. Tyreek will be 15-16% owned. Those types of things. I have Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. Beasley dealing with an injury, both on here as yeses they're both just affordable like you can really play a it's worked so far this year a couple times Cole Beasley Emmanuel Sanders Josh Allen stack and now it's an actually a cheap stack you go to a cheap tight end you're looking really good you go to cheap tight end Dan Arnold on the opposite side of that one and your Buffalo stack goes from being really expensive because you thought you had to play uh, Diggs and Josh Allen to now this is actually a full-on game stack you have and it's really fucking cheap and it's getting exposure to the number one offense probably in the NFL with the highest team total on the slate so I think that's pretty interesting I think Emmanuel Sanders is not going to pick up ownership as of right now I currently have Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders each of them like you get decent ownership coming in on Stefan Diggs. I have Stefan Diggs in the ownership projections coming in right now at 10% ownership, Beasley at 8%, and only 4% for Emmanuel Sanders, and you get the price discount. I think that's a really nice spot overall. Devontae Parker's on here. He's picking up some ownership. It's not insane at this point. I've talked about Devontae Parker in like all the videos this week, so refer to the first look, refer to the top values video. He's 5,300. He's seen seven plus targets in every game, quietly has a 24% target share, and now he's going to be in a spot where his team throws top five times per game. I know he's going to
going to pick up ownership. You get some matchup against Houston's 31 secondary. He's still a solid play no matter what. Same exact price as T. Higgins. Now, this is always something that you have to look at. Same price principle. I have a DFS daily fantasy course that I made a couple years back. It is still relevant today. If you're interested in it, link down below on Teachable. And in there, we talk a lot about game theory and things like that. Same price principle says that if guys are at the same price, and right now there's four guys, and if you take away Henry Ruggs, three guys at the price point of $5,300 at the wide receiver position this week, it says that one guy is not going to pick up ownership. I have 10% ownership on Devontae Parker in terms of his projected. T. Higgins is on here at 8% ownership. The guy who's not going to pick up ownership, who out now actually has A.J. Green out, and he's going to be on the COVID list, is Christian Kirk at 5,300. He's going to be a third of the ownership of those other guys. So I think that same price principle says that you should probably play Christian Kirk. The problem is Kyler Murray might not play this week, so we have to track that. But as of right now, both T. Higgins and Devontae Parker, they're not picking up chalk ownership eight, 10% average ownership. I think they're both firmly in play. If I had to choose one, I would choose Devontae Parker because he's not competing with Jamar Chase. And to a lesser extent, Joe Mixon in the backfield if they wanted to just go run heavy. Uh, Hunter Renfro is an interesting play this week. Projects out right now as my number one overall point per dollar value for 15 fantasy points. This man has scored 11 plus fantasy points in six out of seven games this year quietly. Now no Henry Ruggs, right? They're coming off of a bye week, a nice matchup against the Giants with a 25 implied team total. The problem is if he picks up a lot of ownership. I have Hunter Renfro, a slot receiver, picking up 15% ownership, who's not on the field in two wide receiver sets. That'll be uh, Zay Jones, Brian Edwards, and then Darren Waller. So that is a concern, especially if Josh Jacobs starts to run more. But I do expect around eight targets in this game for Hunter Renfro. And with his catch rate, you're starting to see a six catch for 70 yard game with some touchdown potential. So that's where the projection comes from. But if he is going to be very highly owned at $4,800, it is tough. Now, I do think his ownership will spread because Rondell Moore looks to be one of the best plays in the slate. It goes like Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, and Rondell Moore for my top wide receiver values as of right now, as of the updated projections on Patreon. Because Rondell Moore doesn't have AJ Green, meaning that right now you're going to see Christian Kirk move to the outside of the field. So you're going to have DeAndre Hopkins, who's banged up and he might not even play on one outside. You're going to have Christian Kirk on the other outside, who struggles on the outside compared to in the slot and then Rondell Moore is now going to go into the slot where he's been dominating in terms of when he plays his snaps this year and getting overall touches on his routes run his target rate and if there's not going to be any DeAndre Hopkins now you're going to put Andy Isabella and Christian Kirk on the outside and Rondell Moore likely becomes a number one target in the middle of the field and on the entire offense again the main concern here is what if Kyler Murray doesn't play but either way if Kyler Murray doesn't play the one guy I would trust is the guy in the slot who's going to be scheme production yards after the catch so $4,200 Rondell Moore looks great on super draft at a 1.85x multiplier I currently have Rondell Moore now projecting out for 12.2 fantasy points, but also 12% ownership. So I'll be interested to see if his ownership starts to pull away from Renfro. Renfro is the more secure play with a healthy quarterback and just overall a track record of showing his success. But now we're trying to build in some upside with AJ Green and maybe even Hopkins being out for more. Other than that, though, you might have said, where's Tyreek Hill? He's firmly in play, but only in kind of single stacks. Like if I'm going one-off wide receivers for expensive plays, I'm probably leaning more towards Debo, Justin Jefferson for leverage, definitely Devontae Adams over Tyreek Hill for me personally this week. But if you're playing any of the Green Bay stacks or you're playing the Mahomes stacks, yeah, Tyreek Hill is going to be really the only option I want on the Mahomes side of stacks, or at least the first option. You want to go doubles with McCole Harmon or Travis Kelsey, knock yourself out. I'll probably stick to single stacks. I think Justin Jefferson is a great leverage play this week. I mean, everybody's going to go to Debo, dealing with a little bit of an injury. Tyreek. Adams Jefferson looks like a great leverage play especially especially if you're playing Lamar stacks as your main run back option a lot of guys in here for stacks after that CeeDee Lamb Keenan Allen DJ Moore we already took the under on his receiving yards he's in here because of price point uh, but I still don't like him as much and then the rest is just stacks or runbacks, whether it's Marvin Jones, Hollywood Brown. We talked about Christian Kirk. He's going to move to the outside and see some more usage. But again, 
might not have his quarterback and on the outside not having your quarterback and struggling on the outside is not the best spot for him Devonta Smith with Jalen Hurts if you're going there I think Jacoby Myers continues after having his first touchdown last week continues to be a fairly priced player at $5,200 for a guy who's going to come in week in and week out and get like 12 to 13 fantasy points and if he finds the end zone like he did last week you start to have these big upside weeks I do think that Jerry Judy and Jarvis Landry can find themselves to be yeses this week like you see them down here if Odell is officially ruled out Kevin Skafanski said that this guy's not part of the team anymore virtually so if that's the case now there's no Odell who hasn't been producing but now Jarvis Landry there's no Donovan Peoples-Jones is hurt it leaves you Jarvis Landry Rashad Higgins and the rookie Anthony Schwartz for Baker Mayfield you could be damn sure that he's going to be very much so relying if he throws 35 times in this game very much so probably close to a 30 percent target share on Landry especially in the red zone Jerry Judy's just a fair price point in runbacks if you told me right now who do I prefer between Judy and Sutton I'll just say Sutton because I think one he's healthier and two he's going to see more downfield usage he's leading the league in air yards still but Judy has to be involved there some other just one-off cheaper plays to get away from a chalkier 4k range of Hunter Renfro and Rondell Moore you can go to guys like Jamal Agnew especially in your runbacks who's heavily involved ahead of LaVishka Chenault in Jacksonville I think that Brian Edwards is a very interesting play especially because he's direct leverage off of Hunter Renfro with more upside and downfield usage with no rugs out there right now but the routes run and the targets most of that is going to be siphoned to Zay Jones like all those routes run are going to go to Zay Jones the target share will bump up for Waller will bump up for everybody on the team Zay Jones will see the biggest bump because they go from seeing zero targets projected to like three to four now right so we have to sort of halt expectations on Brian Edwards but he probably sees one or two more targets because of no rent uh, rugs in the game other than that I think Michael Gallup if he's active is worth playing I think McCall Cole Hardman at 3,900 is obviously worth playing. Hardman is going to have massive upside. You don't see it often, but massive upside for not having any ownership in that game environment with, with that stacking upside because of the Rondell Moore and Hunter Renfro ownership. So that's wide receiver. It's somewhat loaded, but I got it down to, I think, 30 wide receivers this week, which I, I assume I'll have ownership to that with some condensed stacking. Tight end is very straightforward. I mean, it's very similar to last week. Like, there's a couple of nice pay-up options if you're stacking and you want to play Kelsey, if you want to get access to Darren Waller with no Henry Ruggs, if you're thinking this is the week he finally gets back on track, then sure, go to those guys, but I'm just not really that interested. I think that Dallas got it at $4,500 looks like the best pay-up option. Him and, like, Kyle Pitts, I would say. So if you want, if you had the remaining money, but I just want to continue to load up on running back and wide receiver, especially wide receiver with this week with odds of Justin Jefferson being a great leverage play. Adam's going to be lower on than he should. Tyreek just looking like a smash play, same as Diggs, right? So I'm completely fine going to Dan Arnold, Tommy Sweetie, and now Albert O. And by the way, I have Dan Arnold projected for over nine points. I have Alberto projected for over 10 points. And these guys are going to pick up ownership, sure. But so are Travis Kelsey. And so is uh, Mike Gusecki and, and Noah Font. Or not Noah Font, he's out this week. But so is Darren Waller. Like, every tight end this week, they're siphoning each other's ownership as of right now. Like, I have, like, all these good-looking tight end plays. Uh, not just physically looking, right, based on DFS. But also, a lot of them are good-looking DFS or physically-wise. Right? I mean, they're, they're in shape tight ends out here. They're not all these old, old fat old linemen, all that stuff, right? But what you're getting is all these guys looking very similar. So their ownership's coming in at all like 6 to 12%. Some guys are coming in at 12%. Maybe it'd be Goddard, probably be Alberto. But some guys are coming in at like 8%. Maybe it'd be Kelsey or Waller. It's not that much of a difference, right? So yeah, I think Goddard looks good. I think Arnold looks good at this point. I have him for over 9 points. Alberto over 10 points. Tommy Sweeney mainly in my runbacks, right? So think about your stacks here. Dalton Knox maybe plays, which eliminates Tommy Sweeney. But these Buffalo stacks, I probably, I mean, I'm fine going to like a Diggs and a Tommy Sweeney to lower the price of that stack and then running it back with something. I would not be playing Dan Arnold and Tommy Sweeney together, but if you're not going to go to Tommy Sweeney, it's really easy to get Dan Arnold on the opposite side of runbacks. I mean, the guy just continues to see so many targets and the game will be trailing at this point based on Vegas by 14 and a half to 15. He might see 10 fucking targets in this game. He's like the number two option behind Marvin Jones in this receiving game. But all these other guys are firmly in play. Kelsey and Stacks, Waller, Pitts as a one-off. I think that I prefer Dallas Goddard in that price range, who is also cheaper by $1,400. Um, 
Mike Gusecki still fine, but I prefer the receivers there. Jared Cook only in my Chargers stacks. Andrews only in my my Raven stacks. So yeah, I'm looking to pay down this week. $2,600 Alberto at a projection of over 10 fantasy points is really fucking hard to pass up, even if he comes in at 14% ownership. I could almost guarantee that he's probably going to be the guy that I'm getting in my single entry lineup this week, Alberto, just because of how good that is going to be. But, 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 and this is a big old booty, if I end up playing a Bill stack, which I'm not sure if that's where I'll go over the Chiefs yet or over the Cowboys, but if I play a Bill stack in my single entry lineup, well, then you have Dan Arnold and Tommy Sweeney, who the correlation, yeah, they're more expensive, but only by 500 or 800 bucks, the correlation might set them ahead of Alberto. I don't think so, but we'll see how that shakes out as Sunday approaches. So thank you for tuning in today. This was a fun video. This is a fun slate. I mean, this is really fun. I think a lot of people are going to make mistakes playing Taysom Hill and GPPs and, and mid to large field, playing Jordan Love and mid to large field GPPs, right? A lot of people are going to make mistakes this week. And when the obvious plays remain the obvious plays with these Bills and these Chiefs and some with the Cowboys, right, and, and Lamar. So thank you for tuning in today. Appreciate you all a ton. Support the sponsors of the show. They allow everybody to keep flourishing here and the lights stay on at Vetri Media. Sponsors, underdog, prize picks, take the props, take the overs-unders that we talked about or any that you like. Code Sal on either site, on both sites. Shop your lines. Code Sal. Free. F-R-E-E. Free bet up to $100. You all rock that one dude on Saturday, Sunday live stream, and then we do it all right back to the double digits in week 10. Thanksgiving week's almost approaching too, which is just a beautiful fucking week for DFS, a three-game slate, best week of the entire year. So, subscribe on, sign up for Patreon, become one of the thousand plus beautiful people that has all the intel and's knocking down the prop streets, winning $120,000 in the Monday Night Football slate, we had somebody winning $8,000 on Super Draft and all this stuff. People winning the dollar ruskies. Why not you? Come on in. Come on in, come on in. Appreciate you all seeing the next one. I'll see you when I see you. Peace out, gang.